Hello and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Chelsea. Hi, I'm Chelsea. My pronouns are she, her, and they. I'll be playing Lorene, whose pronouns are she, her, and they as well. And they're familiar, soot, which is he or him. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Bytes. I'm currently working on building a POC community for streamers who are just starting up. And we would love to have you, so definitely check us out. And Peridot. Hi, I'm Peridot. My pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing Mira. Their pronoun is they, them as well. And their familiar, Freya, who is also they, them. I can be found on Twitter at twitter.com slash tuneelemental. It's tune as in cartoon. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got going on. And I'm Cass. My pronouns are she, her, or they. And you can find me at Cass K Designs on Twitter. And that links to pretty much all the different game design work I'm doing at any given time. So today I'll be your hosting Game Master. And we'll be playing Familiars of Terra by Elizabeth Chai Pradit-Kun of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terra is a unique, card-based tabletop RPG centered around the Seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny for better and worse. So, I think we'll get started off just by giving a little more information about everybody's character. So Chelsea, could you tell us a little more about your character, their titles, calling, and promise? Of course. Yes, for my character, I have my seeker, whose name is Loreen, and her familiar, which is a snake, a, a nice, you know, jet black snake. His name is Soot. And uh, give me give me just a second. There we go. So Loreen is from Fendair. She's raised in a political family, which rose in the aftermath of the war. And due to those incredible losses that their family endured under this martial rule, her mother and father have uh, dedicated their lives to uncovering the mysteries of Plinth through their uh, through the connections that they've made as ambassadors. And uh, basically, Lorene is being set up to become the next generation, one of the next generation of amb- ambassadors to go and find out these discovery. I mean, those these mysteries of Plinth, and her homeland is Fendair, which as you know, is one of the political, uh, like basically the political home grounds in uh, Terra. And my calling is bonding. So my goal is to just bond with my, uh, with my familiar. And uh, the promise is of wisdom. Uh, that's the promise that I chose. I figured we need to be very wise in all the situations that we uh, encounter. And uh, what, were there other things that you, you wanted me to go ahead and go through the titles and things like that as well? Yeah, let's just briefly talk about those. All right. And uh, my titles, of course, my first titles that I'm of Fendair. So I'm, uh, I think that inherently makes you kind as well as some other things. And I also chose uh, Liberator because I always felt that Lorraine was a very, uh, I guess she has a almost self-righteous almost to a fault at some point. Uh, she's kind of self-righteous and she feels that she's always doing the right thing and everyone should 
uh, have their own free will. So when you take Liberator, there was a time in your past that you fought an oppressor and you made an enemy from that moment. And uh, I actually chose a a specific <laughs> a specific situation, but it'll take some time to explain. But d- that'll just give you some background on uh, who Lorene is and what type of person she becomes. All right, thank you. And Perry Dot, can you tell us a little bit more about your character? All right, my character is Mira, um, and their uh, familiar Freya, who is a squirrel, a red squirrel to be specific. Um, they are from Amirland, which is a uh, very densely populated, uh, big sort of city area um, of the world. Um, they come from the uh, Delian dynasty, which is um, very based around like art and creation and whatnot. Um, they uh, like grew up mostly wanting to because you, when you're from Amirland, you basically go to school until you're around 21. So they grew up mostly wanting to uh, become like a, a writer or an author um, and eventually sort of like messed up in their studies because they were too busy exploring and adventuring and realized that that was really what they wanted to do. So their calling is adventure um, and their promise is hope because they want to help out uh, whoever they can and bring hope to the people around the world. Um, as far as their other titles go. Um, so they're of a mirrorland, of course, which uh, basically means that people who are uh, Amiris are more likely to assist them in any given situation. And uh, I also get a plus one to charm checks when I'm haggling or trading in general, uh, when I'm outside of Amirland. Um, I also have the quick, which uh, basically just uh, means that I'm very fast. Um, I can add plus one to an attribute check when I'm using speed to get the drop on someone. Um, And yeah, there was also a specific situation that I lined up for that, but uh yeah, and then I've got one trophy, which is a cloak um, that can carry up to 50 kilograms of weight without changing its own weight or shape or size. Um, so, yeah. All right, very cool. So, uh, I think just to give a little background in the game, as uh, they sort of start touching on, this is a multicultural um, area full of many different nations and groups and a while ago, the uh, country to the north sort of started a war that ended up creating a lot of damage to the world. And so as seekers, they are going out and sort of helping people and helping deal with some of the aftermath of that war. And so I think where we start is the two of you have uh, been traveling together for a little while and had been in the East in Ratha, helping people around the Badlands there, when you heard, um, Mira, that an illness had started in Amirland, and you were worried, perhaps, about your family or thinking you could help. And so the two of you had started to travel back in that direction when you got waylaid, um, and a local had given you news that some children had been playing very close to the Badlands and seemed to have discovered a scientific laboratory from before the war, which you would know means it's most likely full of dangerous uh, weapons and things like that. And the children had reported that they'd seen some people taking animal kin down in there. And from the descriptions, the adults 
um, suspected that they were poachers who were rounding up animal kin. And so the two of you um, sort of decided to go investigate. And we're going to start with you are inside the laboratory. Um, You're inside one of the vault rooms where you can see sort of unknown machines uh, around you. And I guess my first question is, how did you sneak into this laboratory without the poachers noticing you? Mm. Well, (laughs) uh, from what I'm aware, don't we both have ephemeral uh, familiars? We do. So we're both capable of walking through walls, more or less. uh... Yes. Just very convenient (laughs) for this exact exact, uh, reason. Uh, Soot and I, I like to think that we're very close. So, uh, and Soot also being a snake who can camouflage as well. I feel that we're able to uh, kind of listen around and, you know, poke our heads in through the walls, see, you know, what our vantage points are and make our way through at least uh, into the, you know, after the entrance. And we're not sure what the place looks like on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Mira, like, obviously would also want to probably slink sort of through the walls as much as possible, um, but a little bit more of a direct approach without as much planning ahead. Um, They are not the smartest one in the bunch. (laughs) All right. So maybe the two of you have sort of met back up in this room, sort of the first room inside the laboratory. Um, And Mm -hmm. someone has set off an alarm by toying with some of the machines. And the the group of you, who would that have been? Not me. (laughs) Most most likely me. Um, I think I'm a little bit more foolhardy. So, um, maybe we see you just sort of, you notice these machines and maybe just reach out to touch one and under your hand, you see it light up with blue light. And then you see almost like a spider web of light on the floor sort of shoot out towards the main halls. Um, and you hear echoing down, uh, from deeper in the ground, the, the sound of what you would guess are the poachers noticing the changes. Hmm. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Well, my first instinct is to try to, you know, hide from them. And our objective is to go and check out and see what they're doing with all these animals. Yeah, um, I would definitely try to uh, get, like, under something or behind something, at least from whatever vantage point they'd be approaching from. So I'd at least be hidden for the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm hiding. All right, hiding. Um, maybe let's do our first ability check to see how well hiding goes for each of you. Alright, wish me luck. I wonder what that is, hiding. Um, let me look. So, my guess would be agility. Yeah, agility is balancing, sneaking, stealing, and dodging. Fair enough. So for the listeners, uh, each person has a number for the agility, and they're going to pull a card from their deck, and if it's equal to or lower than their attribute, they succeed. So let's see how this goes. Alright, here we go. I am pulling a card. Oh, well. (laughs) I got an ace. Ah! An ace is a one in this system, so... Oh, great. There we go. So, uh, bad news for me, I have a 10 in agility, but I drew a a king, so. 
All right. So it sounds like since you're going for e- uh, equal or lower, Loreen, you are very sneaky. Um, you can pick pretty much any vantage mm-hmm. point in this room to say this is where I am and they can't see me. Where do you think you've hidden? I've definitely, uh, I'm going to be hiding, <laughs> since I'm so agile, I- I'll be like Batman and hide up, uh, I'm pretty sure there's some vantage points like a- above like a-, a a counter or something like that or on top of something. I prefer to be above. All right. So we get that shot of you up above and I imagine uh, is Soot with you up there? Yes. And then Mira, where did you try to hide that um, it turns out? didn't work so well it it turns out (laughs) um i think i just tried to duck behind the same like machine that i touched so like i heard the noise and immediately just like got down on my belly and sort of slid if there's space to slide under it Mm -hmm. but i like like my legs are sticking out or something like i was i was just doing something as quick as i could in the moment and wasn't really putting a lot of thought into it Yeah, so I think we see, that's the vision we see, is you trying to crawl under that machine that's sort of starting to clank above you and starting to spin and lights are are turning on. And uh, your legs are still sticking out. And then we pull back and we can see um, there's a man wearing pretty uh, simple clothes, looks like um, drill clothes, just sort of a simple robe and a tied belt. And... He's staring at you, and, and Lorraine, you're the one who probably sees this, and then takes a couple steps and says, Are you are you stuck? What are you doing down here? Don't you know this is dangerous? I continue to observe to see what happens. <sighs> oh, jeez. Um, I sort of realize that I'm spotted and sort of slide back out from under it and uh, sort of back away. Like, uh, well... <laughs> um. He sort of frowns at you and says, "You don't look like you're from this this area. Are you lost?" Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was. Uh, I was just trying to find somewhere to sort of hole up. Um, I was getting pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty lost out there. I was trying to regain my bearings, so I found this place and sort of stopped by. Uh, he sort of shakes his head a little bit uh, and says, "How young does Mira look? Let me actually ask that." I'm sorry? How young does Mira look? Oh, um, Mira is, like, in her early 20s. Like, she's pretty much 21. She didn't quite finish, or, like, she didn't quite finish her first year outside of school. So she's, like, close to 22, and she looks it. Um, um, so he sort of, uh, like, you see him sort of gesturing towards the doorway, like, he wants you to leave this room, and says, well... Since you don't know this area, you should know you should never go anywhere underground. It's very dangerous. There are things from the war. Uh, it's, it's a good thing I found you. If you'd gone any further in, it would have been very bad. Let let me show you the way out. Hmm. Well, what, uh, are, are there dangerous things here? What what are you doing underground, then, if that's the case? Well, it's, it's my job to protect people from these dangerous things. You know, there's so many children who try to run down to these places, but um, you, you don't want to see any of the dangerous things here. It, those aren't memories you need. I see. Well, uh, I guess I will just uh, be on my way then. And I'm sort of edging toward the door and like glancing around, not entirely sure where uh, Lorene is at. <laughs> um. He 
sort of takes you, like, by the elbow, so not aggressively, but just trying to, like, direct you back up towards, um, sort of the, you'd come down some stairs, sort of directing you back towards the ground level. Um, this is, well, you know. I, I tr- I'm going to try to follow them. Mm-hmm. And see uh, where they, I'm going to try to follow them through. Uh, you know, just follow behind them and see what I can observe on the way. Is that also a stealth check? Do I have to do my stealth check again? Yeah, I think if you're going to sort of follow as they move. Okay. Let's see what we get. Great. We got a king. So. <laughs> what is up with these face cards? <laughs> so I guess I just kind of, I kind of, I try to jump down, but I make too much noise. Uh-huh. And I make just a bit too much noise coming down from my hiding spot. Yeah, I think that's that's how I'd see it happening. <laughs> so you jump down, expecting to be kind of that stealthy, um, and it definitely echoes. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think when you hit the floor, some of the blue light sort of beeps, um, and the the man jumps and turns around. Is like, what? Where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I definitely lost my companion here. We were headed out of... I know you just got a new... Uh, I, I, we saw some animal kin, you know, coming through here. We were just uh, wondering what's happening. As my job, you know, it's it's my job to be aware of uh, what's going on with all of our citizens of Terra. As, you know, I'm an ambassador to to those from Plinth. So, everyone's business is my business. Oh. Oh no, animal can no, you you must be mistaken. You didn't nope, nope, didn't see any. Like she's clearly lying very poorly. Um Clearly. Is he still holding on to my arm or Yeah, it's not strong. Um, so it's not like it's caging you in, but he's still kind of just holding your elbow a little bit. Okay. Um I sort of gently grab his wrist with my other hand and kinda sort of gently try to pry it away and go, Well, it sounds like you might have something to hide here. I told you there's many dangerous things. I don't don't want just anyone walking into them. And I say what kind of what kind of dangerous things? Oh, you you know the plenty. They made horrors, machines, uh, you know, cyborgs. They there's just twisted twisted things in, in these caves. They'll give you nightmares. Hmm. Well, if there are nightmares down here, then the government should definitely know about it, correct? Well, I, um, I mean, we, we try to handle these problems locally. We don't want to bother anyone. Um. Well, then you should give us a whole tour since you know where the dangerous things are. That sounds like a good idea to me. Oh, well, hmm. I, oh. I think that might be like a persuasion thing. Yeah, let's see. Um, so I think that would be charm. It says convincing. Let's see, I'm about to shuffle these cards so well. <laughs> Let's see what I can do here. My, uh, is that charisma? Because my charisma is a nine. Excellent, yes. All right, here we go. Let's see what we get. We got a joker. Is that? Oh, do jo- I take the jokers out of the cards? Yes. Uh, Probably. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll 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 throw that out for now. Let's we'll call that a lucky card. 
Hey, we got an ace. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> uh, oh, let me stop spending those. <laughs> okay. He says, oh, well, yes, I, I am the best person to give you that kind of tour, I guess. Let me... All right, well, let me take you down. Um, and he sort of takes you back to the main hall. Um, and he says, so this, this we think was their uh, deployment cavern where they, you know, would unleash all of the horrors they created here. And, um, he sort of takes you down the stairs and you see that it branches off, um, sort of like in three directions, left, right, forward, uh, into kind of narrow halls, definitely sort of crafted out of the earth um and you can see that on the floor like there's kind of the steel plates on the floor that now are all lit up by the blue light similar to the room you left um and he sort of like looks at the halls a little bit and is like oh we want we want to go to the left i'm now i'm, I'm showing you the bad things right without putting you in danger is, is that is that what you wanted to see what's to the right oh the right is uh it's nothing Empty supply room. Um, not that there's much supplies left. Must have taken it with them. Huh. Hmm. I feel like it'd be a good idea to go over the whole facility. You know, even even the stuff that seems irrelevant. I agree, yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, it's it's your time. Um, so let's just... I'll show you the worst parts first, and then when you're all uh, tuckered out from walking, we'll go to the nice, safer parts. How, do, how does that sound? That's perfect. I have to have a full report when I go back. Yes, of course. Um, so to the left is, uh, now if you come with me, uh, he starts walking down the hall. Oh, he's walking down the hall? Mm-hmm. This would be, I, I look at Mira, I said, this is our chance to break. Sh- should we run? Or should we? Could we sneak, you think, are you are you ready to try to sneak away? Yeah, let's go for it. We could do one. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to see if we can get a, a good roll this time. <laughs> a roll. <laughs> a roll. Okay. And this is our agility again, correct? Correct. Oh, I got a seven. Oh, excellent. Yes. I got a six. <sighs> Fantastic. Right. I feel great. All right. So did we do it? All right. Lorraine, what did you get? I got a seven. All right. So yeah, you, I think we see, um, he is walking down the hall and he is so caught up in the clear lies and stories that he's spinning that he's just heading off in that direction. Um, so which direction did you two want to sneak off to? Where he kept saying all the dangerous stuff was, clearly. Yeah, kind of the kind of the opposite way. <laughs> where, where where he didn't want us to go. Mm-hmm. All right. So then you two sort of sneak off to the right. Um, and it doesn't take you long to hear what sound like voices sort of echoing down that hallway. And you, it goes on for a while and then turns sharply downwards, um, like in a ramp. And it ends at a, what looks like a vault door. Um, it's very, it looks very advanced, like steel, lots of cogs, um, a little computer like screen on the lock. Um, and you can see through a little porthole window uh, what looks like two women who are trying to wrangle what looks like a litter of lionkin who are still just cubs. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Hmm. Don't like that. 
Not at all. And what else is that? Is that all we see? Is it just the two lionkin and the women? Um, so you look in the room, you can see the two of them are the easiest to see. It's sort of through the porthole. If you look left and right, you can see what looks like um, a cage where the door has been opened. And you see um, what looks like a couple bags that have something in them, but you can't quite tell. Um, and that's pretty much it in that room. Hmm. Okay, okay. Interesting. I feel like... Lorene writes all of this down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to save those lion cubs. I feel the same. The question is how. We could go in, and I, I'm i not one prone to violence, but we could, uh, oh, you know, I'm pretty sure they would be kind of freaked out by us just appearing there. Ooh. Maybe we could use our uh, persuasion. I could use my beautiful ambassador skills and, you know, probably throw them off. That's true. Or I could distract them. You, mm, you could try to distract them while I, uh... See if I can maybe pull the lionkin aside. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we could do that. See if we can sort of shuffle them out of the room. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to go ahead. I think we can phase through the walls and we'll, uh, we'll try to, you know, scare the, the women. All right. Um, and I, I want to see if I can sort of stay out of sight and, uh, possibly have, uh, like, have my familiar, have Freya, um go through and sort of usher the lionkin toward the door. Mm-hmm. So Soot and I, we phase through, and I say, what are you doing? Um, one of the women sort of jumps back, and the other uh, looks up a little less phased um, and says, I'm hurting cats, obviously. Um, and the other one, like, looks at her and is like, is she a ghost? I heard the stories, but I didn't think... A ghost? What world do you think we live in? Come on, there are other animals to hurt. These are small fry. You're supposed to be in this other section right now. What are you doing? We are off schedule. Oh. I think that's a persuasion thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to... You see the two sort of looking <laughs> at each other. Yeah, I'll try to pull for that. So my persuasion is nine. We got a three! Yes! Woo! Woo! Um, you see them, they both stand up very quickly, and are like, oh, I, I hadn't heard that the new captain had arrived. I'm so sorry. Um, where are we supposed to be? You're supposed to be in, s- ooh, hmm. Wait, let me, let me, hmm. Uh, we never got that other guy's name, huh? I'm gonna be like, you don't know what, se- Loreen says, you don't know what section you're supposed to be now? <sighs> you might as well leave. Just leave. Just leave. Get out. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Never saw us. We're gone. Um, and so they go and open up the door. Now, where is Mira in this moment? So Mira uh, stayed outside the room. And I think like sort of with the like outside of that area, I guess. And with the with the commotion, Freya slipped in. Um, and uh, as soon as the backs were t- the people's backs were turned, uh, they tried to sort of push the lion kin, urge them toward the, the area we came from. Okay. Um, so now you're familiar. Um, does your familiar have abilities or things that your familiar can do specifically? Um, nothing specifically related to 
stealthy stuff, I guess, but uh, they can walk on walls and ceilings without any trouble. Um, and they also have the ephemeral thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we see you familiar trying to sort of round up these lionkin cubs. Um, and I think that their first impression is that Freya is a toy. Um, and so <laughs> they start kind of chasing wherever she goes. Okay. Well, that's convenient. So I guess where does Freya run? Uh, toward the, uh, like, hallway that we came from. Kind of in the general direction of the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least of where Mira's at. So I think what we see is um, the the two women who are leaving sort of fling open the door. And they see you, Mira, but they're still too rattled by Lorraine to really ask any questions. And they hurry down the hall, and then with the door open, we see Freya running out, and the little lion, lion cubs uh, running after. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, see, I would camouflage uh, them, uh, but I think I can only camouflage one of them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can help him at the moment. I really wish I'd have snatched one of them up and been like, "What's going on?" <laughs> well, I think uh, I think Freya, like obviously being chased around by big felines, um, runs up uh, Mira's leg um, and like into into the cloak, um, and so. I don't know how the the cats would follow exactly, but I might get tackled. Um, I think they sort of circle around you, like cats do when they're looking for something. And then one of them sort of just paws at your pant leg, kind of like a cat trying to, like, figure something out. Um, And so one of them sort of staring up and down, looking for Freya. And the other one's just sitting there kind of just pawing your pant leg, like, where did it go? Where did it go? (laughs) While this is happening, I uh, are the are the other two in the room there as well. They have stepped out into the hallway, um, and I think they were starting to walk down the hall until they saw the cubs run out, and then they pause. And one of them looks back at Yumira and says, "You know, don't don't let them get out. You know that's there won't be dinner for any of us if we lose this sale." Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll take care of them. Don't worry about it. Hey. You, you heard the new boss. Hey. Right. The captain. I'll phase into the, I'll phase into the new, haha, <laughs> the captain. I'll phase into the new room. I mean, the room that they're in. And um, I'll see if I, can we communicate with these animal kin at all? I'll try to talk to them. Um, so let me see. Animal kin don't speak, but I got the impression they were intelligent enough to like, at least do simple communicating with anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I think they can probably understand, like, very basic things, um, but they won't be able to really, like, vocalize back to you. Right, okay, that's what I figured. So I'm like, where's Mama? What's happening? Where's Mama? Where's Dad? Um, Do they understand that? Yeah, I think one sort of just sits down and makes kind of mewing sounds, um, like whining sounds. And then the other one starts just kind of running in a circle. Oh, they're too cute. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> so we ha- So I look at Mir and I say, okay, so they're 
hurting animals, clearly. Yeah. Like, that's what the other two told me. They said that they were just here busy hurting animals, so I'm not sure what they're doing with them. But well, they mentioned that they uh they need to sell them, so that's uh oh a sale. Who would want animal kin? Hmm, that's a good question. Labor, I suppose. What type of trafficking? This is intense. Okay, well we gotta bust this place. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we do. What do we do with, what should we do with these guys while we're, uh, I guess, exploring the rest? That's exactly what I was wondering. Yeah. Now they're in an inconvenience because we don't know what's going on. <laughs> mm, uh, we could have them, uh, we could leave them in those cages and come back for them. Let's, uh, see if we can make sure they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if they, if, I mean, if I could communicate with them, I mean, that would be so great. Like, just to be able to get them to lead us to other, to the other animals. That's true. And I, uh, I sort of kneel down and, like, put my hand on one of the, the, the one who kind of, like, whined that one's, uh, like, shoulder. And I go, hey, hey, uh, do you know where the other animal kin that were here were brought? Um, I'm trying to think of... <laughs> I think they, so you say other animal kin, um, and I think one of them runs back into the room to the cage and sort of, like, paws at it, um, and then runs back out, and you can see that it's looking down the hall, um, Hmm. but you get the impression that they took someone in a cage down the hall, but... The lionkin didn't see where they went. Okay. I see. Okay. Um, well, can you two, do you think you could, two could be really brave and stay here in, in the cage and we'll, uh, we'll go get your friends and get you out of here? I'm in the back going, stay, stay, <laughs> stay. <laughs> um, I think one focuses on you, Lorraine, with like the whole stay thing and it like lays down with its tail just moving a little bit. Um, the other one, Aww. Mira, is focusing on you and her brave, and it sort of puffs up its chest and, like, tries to look bigger than it is. That's too cute. Fantastic. Okay. So, you two just stay here, and we will be back for you. Yeah, stay. And stay. I sort of lead them over to the cage and, like, it, like... It, is it like a door that to lock needs like a key? Like, can I just like put it, like lean it shut so it looks closed, but they can push it open if they need to? Yeah, you could do that. It's like one of those, um, like it's a little pen mechanism that like would sort of fit in. Um, gotcha. But you can just sort of. Oh, you can slide it up and down. Yeah, but you can kind of just lean it there if you want. Yeah, yeah. I sort of lean it against it, but like I try to like demonstrate by like pulling it open again that they can push it open if they need to that it's not actually closed mm-hmm. um you see one of them sort of push it with their paw and it swings open and then swings closed and then they do it again and it seems very fascinated by this <laughs> you know what that's good enough for me uh are you ready and i i i, I look at Lorene. onward all right i'm ready and so i uh I head in first uh, towards down the hall where they were gesturing before. All right. 
Um, so you head down and you're back at that intersection. So there's the direction that your so-called tour guide kind of went. And then there was the hall that went straight from the entrance. Um, and you haven't been down that way either. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen any horrors yet. Neither have I. I use uh, my uh, camouflage. For my from uh my my uh familiar can camouflage us. So basically, uh they get a uh, plus three check for anybody looking for them, and then when they extend it to anybody, which would be me in this case, I get a plus one. So we'll camouflage. Uh, wait, wait, wait. choose a habit during familiar creation. Oh. Never mind, because I just realized that it has to be in a habitat, so <laughs> I lied. Uh, We'll just go and sneak down the uh, hall. I'm going to see what we can draw for sneaking. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just, uh, we'll just head on down. I'm going to head in first. Mm-hmm. Are you heading in the direction that the man went or in the other hall? Uh, I Towards towards where the man went, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, did you say, Lorraine, you wanted to be sneaky as you did this? Yeah, I wanted to try to sneak as much as we could. Yeah. All right. I am drawing something. Ooh, a two. Oh, what? How did you do that? I got a two as well. Oh. <laughs> Is it a two of spades? Oh, it's a two of hearts. Ah, uh, that would have been awesome. That would have been crazy. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so we both got twos. So you two are very sneaky um, as you go down the hall and it, sort of like the one you had gone to, also sharply angles down, um, but then it opens up on what looks like sort of a large um, spherical room and not like a natural cavern, Mm -hmm. like definitely carved out um, and built by humans. And you see just lines of counters um, that have an assortment of uh, gadgets and chemicals on them. You see like a a holder that just has a lot of green vials in it. You see um, a very large machine that sort of um, has a lot of lights spinning on it and has a little um, shelf sticking out as if things are supposed to go there. And... You see um, the, the man who you had uh, first met is talking to the, the two women at the far end of the hall. Um, of and then I think the other thing you see kind of near closer to them is what looks like vats with vaguely human sort of silhouettes inside of them. Ooh. Hmm. He was taking us to the to the not scary side then, because this looked kind of scary. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Um, I'm going to like kind of get closer, like as close as I I can reasonably get without like so that I'm within earshot, basically, and can hear what the uh, the guy and the two girls are talking about. Hmm. Um. The two girls are are saying. Um. One of them saying. I thought you were going to tell us when the new captain arrived. And he's like, dude, the captain's not due for another two days. Why would, why would he be here now? And the, the two girls exchange a look and say, no, no, she's here now. We saw her. She, she was very upset. She said we're behind schedule. Um, 
And so that's kind of what you hear over here immediately. Okay. Hmm. I, uh, can I further, like, try to see what's around the area, like, in the vets? Are they, uh, you said they're kind of humanoid? Um, so if you creep closer, you can see, you saw sort of a humanoid silhouette, but when you get closer, it looks clearly robotic. Um, like someone was assembling a, a, uh, robot in them. Um, you can clearly see, like, mechanical joints and wires. Um, and there's almost like a little bio reader on the side that you can see colored green right now. Interesting. Okay. So going down this hall <laughs> may not lead to good things at the moment, because I don't know if we'll be able to sneak around them to learn more. Because right now they're kind of blocking the hall, right? Yeah. If you wanted to get further in the room, they'd be sort of blocking it. Kind of got to get around them. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe we should head back down the other hall we haven't gone through yet. <laughs> I look at Mira and agree with this with this sentiment. <laughs> yeah, I sort of like I sort of gesture like pointing back toward the hall and then like give a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then I, head back head back that way. I thumbs up as well and start to slink back towards the other hall. Excellent. So you um slink back out. And go down sort of the last hall that's left that you've seen so far. Um, And as you're going down, it is angling um, upwards, unlike the others. And as you walk, you feel like the ground is rumbling a little bit. And you hear Mm -hmm. loud um, gear kind of crunching noises. Um, And as you sort of reach the top of the hall, you see... A very um, narrow room that has what looks like uh, conveyor belts on either side with sort of a narrow path in between. And they're currently rolling, which is what you can feel sort of shaking it. You don't see anything on them. Um, But at the end of the the narrow hall, you see uh, several what looks like um, tall tables with an assortment of gears on them and you see what you think on the far end looks like on one of the tables is a stack of a couple cages like the one you had seen before we don't Hmm. see anybody alive in this room it's just machinery not you would have to go further into the hall it gets kind of dark um to see if there's anyone near the tables i go further in um so i think as you go further in you see what looks like um two robotic creatures almost like what you saw in the vat and they are uh studying something on like a monitor pad and um one is staring at it and the other is making kind of clicking um sounds as it's counting something that's in the cage counting and how big are these robots Do they look like my size they bigger I would say that. Are they plugged into a power supply somewhere? Mm-hmm. So the one that is holding the pad is about sort of human height, um, but is plugged into what looks like the floor, like there's a socket in the floor. And the one that's counting is um, maybe like four feet, and it seems to be basically wireless as it's uh, you don't see any immediate like wires or plugs to it. Okay. All right. 
I look at Mira and I'm like, we got to find out what's in that cage. Yeah. We got to see what's on that, that, uh, that, uh, that screen. So we don't know what type of systems these robots have. They could immediately sound an alarm or, uh, you know, they might just be completely, you know, dummy robots that don't even, uh, you know, register people here, but I'm not going to take any chances. So it's a good plan. <laughs> uh, I'll camouflage and well, crap! I can't camouflage. I keep forgetting that. I wish I could like talk with my familiar. Um, I really want to uh get closer and see what's in this uh in this um in these cages. So I'll try to sneak around and get a closer look. Uh, I guess that's another stealth check. Give me a second. I pulled out, of course, a nine and my stealth, which is my stealth is my agility, correct? Correct. Ah, I rolled a nine and I have a seven. No. All right. Um, so... I think what happens, we see you start sneaking, and what actually happens is there's kind of a rumble, and then something comes up on the conveyor belt. Um, It's just a crate, and that draws the robot's attention. And so it sort of looks up from its pad, um, and you see it has just sort of yellowish-orange light where eyes would sort of be if it were human. And you see it turn towards the um, the crate, and it does like a, a sort of a scan. You get like a wash of yellow light as it scans, and that scan catches you. And it turns ah. this little mechanical head towards you um, and says, uh, unidentified subject, identify yourself. Ooh. Uh, I'll, I stand up and I say, Captain Lorraine, <laughs> here for inspection. We'll see how that goes. I know. I'm like, I don't think there's like a luck stat. Let me look what. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think this is what we're going to do. And then maybe based on how you respond, we'll, we'll have a clear role. Um, it, it says, and you can, it kind of like that computer voice that like mangles names a little bit. Captain Lorene provide credentials in proper format. Oof. <laughs> I look at Mira <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Ooh, proper format. I I do like a very theatrical shrug. <laughs> and I'm like, oh god. Alright, and then let me see what abilities I, I can I can work with here. Let's see how I can finesse this. Give me just a second. <laughs> let's see what you can do what, what, what can you do um <laughs> i um uh, i could use uh oh there's there's some i could use my uh i'm not sure if the robots would uh how they would handle this but there's gotta be like an admin um uh, an admin user mm. Uh, for these robots. And I wonder if I can use my voice of reason. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if I can use my voice of reason to be like uh, um, all all protocols offline or something like that. Or something to that effect. I'm not sure exactly what they'd say. I wonder if that would work. So that's that's what I'm going to try right now. Just 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 on the fly, on the table. <laughs> um, I think that is an awesome idea. So the voice of reason is they you take on the voice of people within, that they trust. Um, mm. So yeah, I think if you say like protocols offline, um. It, they just kind of go back to what they're doing with no inhibitions. Um, like there's nothing that they're like scanning for. Or there's no like security or something to that effect. That's what I'd like. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if I can grab a name real quick. If this doesn't turn out quick, I will not. But um, okay. Um, you you speak that with the the voice of reason, and the robot says, um, "General." Ginther, protocols offline. Protocols deactivated. What are your commands, General? Hmm? Oh, they started looking for the General? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wait, is this like a problem? Like they're just like kind of blind or are they just like, huh, where's the General? Yeah, so they're kind of like, their protocols are nullified. Um, and so the voice you took on is apparently the voice of this General. And so now they are waiting for the General to give them guidance. Ah, okay. Can you give them, like, a shutdown command? Do you want to shut them down? We can use them. That's fair. Yeah, look at Mira. I'm like, we can use this. So while they're waiting for their input, I walk over to the screen and I try to see what they were, what the one with the, uh, what the, um, pad was studying. Um, so on the pad, you can see what looks like... Uh, little images of that correspond to animals and there's like a money value next to them and there's a little graph showing like how much income they've made um and i think that Uh. close you can see in the 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 cage um this one has been segmented into little like aquarium tanks and you see different types of reptiles inside each little aquarium within the cage Oh, do I, if while I'm looking at this pad, do I see at all where these animals are being sent to? Not on this screen. I think you would have to investigate it a little more. All right. What would a investigation be? Do I have to roll like a perception almost or like a uh, um, roll? I keep saying roll. Yeah, Draw. all right. I think it could either be, it looks could like invest- awareness. Yeah, awareness is investigating, or it could be wit for like puzzle solving. Okay, I think I'll go with awareness because I'm high in awareness. So we just drew a six, and my awareness is a nine. All right. So what did we find out? Um. You find, like, the next screen, and there seems to be basically, like, a shipping manifest. And ah. remind me, have you been an ambassador to Plinth, or what was your connection? Yes, I'm an ambassador to Plinth. My parents are very well-known ambassadors, and I'm kind of learning in their footsteps. Then I think you recognize the name of locations in Plinth. Yikes. Okay, this is bad. Plinth is uh getting more and more mysterious as we uh as we go. Okay. 
So Plinth, uh, someone or some people in Plinth, there. I I turned to Mirror and I said, "These are all going out to Plinth." Oh no! And um, yeah, it's awful. And then uh, we these there are reptiles in these aquarium segments on this uh tank here. Yeah, it looks like most of them are lizards, but you see one with a couple uh, bright blue frogs. Oh, fancy. And these are these are all animal kin? Or I could, like, scan them with my mobile device? Yeah, so if you scan them with your mobile device, they, they are all animal kin. <sighs> this Yikes. is... This is huh. not good. This is extremely not good. All right, so there's a... There's one more hall that we know about that we need to explore further. Um, we can always come back and uh, activate these uh, robots later, if need be. But, um... Hmm. There's still uh, some puzzle or some piece that we're missing. Maybe we don't yeah. need to know. We maybe we don't need to know the why, but uh, we do certainly need to know the how. Like how are they uh, snatching up all of these these animal kin? Yeah, how are they being transported? Who and okay. where the rest of them are? Well, it seems we've got one logical direction to go. Hmm. I wonder if we need to go see if they're still in that hall. Yeah. Um Yeah, let's go let's go check. So uh Mira heads back out towards the halls. I follow behind Mira. Like somewhat somewhat cautiously, but not overly cautiously. Um just in case they're like heading back towards where we are because they've almost certainly figured out that something's up by now. Mm-hmm. They should. They should at the very least. Yeah, I think as you sort of reach back to the main hall, um, we hear the familiar voice of the man you first met say, Ah, that's where you got off to. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Things aren't over yet, so please join us for the next episode. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.